The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Trying to save it, jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a great the numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The ball is going to roll down, baby. They're rocking it up. No from Carson Edwards. It is Sunday night, February 9th, 2020, and you are listening to or watching on Facebook or Twitter to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown. I'm Tanner Lee. You probably know that already, of course. And joining me, as always, is Evan Webb in returning to the podcast, Andrew Eiler. Boys, I'm not going to lie. This might be the most excited I've ever been to record a Boiler Breakdown. Yeah. I'm really happy we're doing this tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's always, always good the day after winning in Bloomington. You mean Mackie Self? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Can yeah, we can call it Mackie Self now? Can now. The house Four that loose built. Straight <laughs> wins in Assembly Hall. First time ever to do that in school history. Tommy Loose becomes the first player ever to go 4 0 in Assembly Hall in school history. Now, if we were to go there next year and win, we tie Wisconsin. For the most consecutive wins in Assembly Hall with five. Wisconsin had five between 2008 and 2013. And I believe before that, Wisconsin's losing streak there was in the 20s. Wow. I'm trying to think who was on those Wisconsin Brian Butch games. banked in the That's three right. in 08 to get it started. And then right. Wisconsin had pretty good teams after that. Yeah. Um, that was – yeah, because I remember that was when Purdue – that was when it was always tough to win up there at Madison with Bo mm-hmm. Ryan and uh, – I feel like I remember Carl Landry going up there and winning, and that was like a huge thing. Carl did, but the baby boilers did. Right. Uh, that was up in Madison. Yep. Yeah, right. We had Terrence Crump. That was like his senior gotcha. year, I think. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then we kind of we won quite a bit mm-hmm. at the Cole Center. Yeah. Stuff. Yep. So uh, we're not here to talk about the Cole Center. No, we're not. No, we're not. Like like I titled it, Boilers win in Mackie South. So we're here to talk about the big game, the rivalry game, the first of two chapters this year between Indiana and Purdue. Rivalry game. Hey, <laughs> Dick Vitale said he can't call it a rivalry anymore. It's a mismatch. And uh, that's nine out of the last ten. Six straight, including, like we just mentioned, four straight in assembly. It's, uh, what is it, 1,449 or 1,450 days now? It's a lot. 1,400 or something like that. I don't know. But uh, a lot of days since uh, February 20, 2016, which was the, day <laughs> the last time the Hoosiers beat the Boilermakers in basketball. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, feels good, especially to do it yesterday when the general Robert Montgomery Knight, as I think we heard 
million million times yesterday on the broadcast from Dick Vitale. Dick, Dick Vitale is probably still talking about it. <laughs> I'll guarantee it that he never. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been uh, talking about it for the last twenty years. He this was Indiana had waited twenty years for night to show up and so they could say thank you to him which i swear he had called games there before but maybe it it must have been like it must have been neutral because i feel like i heard stories of crean going up to him trying to you know shake his hand and bob knight just kind of turned a shoulder to him um gave him the cold shoulder but i guess that must have been at like neutral site games or something or away games i don't i don't know I think he maybe did call a neutral site game. I'm not sure, but yeah, he never went back there as a commentator. He came back to Mackey once against Michigan, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, this was the first time he'd been in Assembly Hall since 2000. I was, I was rooting. I was hoping he's going to keep trolling IU and either not show up or show up in like a gold sweater. I was, <laughs> I was hoping so hard that he wasn't going to be wearing red. It sounded like this has been planned for a while. I mean, I know it was rumored earlier this year for the Ohio State game, but when they kind of got this 1980 Big Ten Championship team together, that's when it kind of started. Which I feel like is terrible planning on them because the 1980 Big Ten Championship team lost in the Sweet 16 to Purdue. Yeah, it's, it's like, hilarious. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Like, schedule is some other time. I, and when they showed that on the screen, the graphic, I'm like, can we circle that or make it bold <laughs> or something? I mean, geez. Yeah, I was like, man, that's a... Well, so I, saw, yeah. I, saw someone, I saw someone post earlier in the week like, oh, they're honoring the 1980 team, which will make Purdue fans happy. And I was like, is that like a a jab at Purdue or something. Then I, when during the game, I was like, Oh, that's actually, that would make Purdue fans happen because we beat them in the tournament that year, which is just yeah. crazy to think about, which talking to my girlfriend during the game, when they showed that graphic, we're like, we would have to watch that game probably in separate buildings. If we had to play in the tournament, <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to take oh, it. Oh my gosh. That I don't would know how you don't watch in separate buildings right now. Uh, I'm surprised she were. didn't kick you out. Yeah. She about did. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. And I'm surprised, you know, I mean, I guess you know he's Bob's definitely not in the best shape, but no. it, it's good that they were able to get him back. Um, yeah, it now pretty, before yeah. it's too late. Um, it was not being an IU fan, but I mean, it was I thought it was it was cool. I mean, to see that, but then I I, I think it was cool that Katie was there and they they showed him briefly in, and Katie was was clapping. And I think they've kind of mm-hmm. gotten a relationship, which is kind of cool to see the last I don't know decade or so mm-hmm. since they've been out, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad he did it now before it was too late. Yeah, but it, it sure felt like the Hoosiers were pulling out all the stops knowing that Purdue had won five straight against them. I mean, not only was Knight back in the 1980 yeah. team, which included Isaiah Thomas, Quinn Buckner, Mike Woodson, um, Randy Whitman, a bunch of guys who have coached or played in the NBA. So there's like four NBA coaches on that team, which yep. is absurd. Yeah, by Isaiah I, Woodson and Whitman and then I didn't know somebody that. else. I totally forgot about Isaiah Thomas until yeah. I until I saw him next tonight. I'm like, holy crap! Seems yeah. to come back about once a year, or once every mm-hmm. other year to Indiana. Um, but also, Mark Cuban was in the house. Sage Steele mm-hmm. of ESPN was in the house. And I'm they sure showed those two a ton. I'm sure. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't show. If it, I assumed he was there, uh, John Mellencamp. I mean, uh, usually, yeah, usually he gets shown if he's there. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no other celebrities. You know, Jared Fogle, the subway guy, was definitely <laughs> not there. He would have been probably if he wasn't a little preoccupied. There. Yeah, a little preoccupied somewhere else. <laughs> I didn't know if that would be appropriate or not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Purdue now leads the overall series, one hundred twenty-one to eighty-nine. Um, just a, I thought Purdue played a. I don't want to say a perfect game, but 
compared to their other road games. Pretty damn good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was just kind of leading into that for into the end of the first half when you knew that they had that the big ceremony with Knight, the anticipation to go on that 12-0 run with Aaron Wheeler coming out of nowhere. Where they showed he was he had three threes and like he's three of his last 27 before this. And now he's three for three today. And it's like, yeah, all right, perfect. It's, went, this is- uh, I think eight for nine this past week, three. Yeah. Yep. I hope he found his stroke back because he helps out big time. Yeah. It's going to be in a, a tournament team and a, you know, NIT team, I think with him, something, someone like him and Proctor and those guys, if, if those guys can get on, then I, you know, I think we have a chance to, you know, plus do it. Do a decent, you know, do some damage in the Big Ten, and even maybe, you know, win a game or two in the in the tournament. Plus, Isaiah looking more comfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. and he's he hit some big shots that at big times where he wasn't wasn't scared to take it and step up at the moment to kind of stop a run or something. But so yeah, it's, team seems to be kind of coming together and kind of hitting hitting a little bit of a flow at a good time. I thought Purdue played really good defense yesterday. Indiana did not have any points in transition. None. Yeah. Uh, usually really? What they're really good at. Wow. Um, I did not know that. I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I think I, I heard that after. I don't know if that was an IU rider. was like zero. Let me say that again. Zero transition mm-hmm. points. And I <laughs> was like, I that's true. I guess I don't remember if they had runouts and missed or if Purdue was just getting back or what. I don't remember. Purdue was getting back a majority of the time. I mean, Indiana did get going from three-point range a little bit, but I feel mm-hmm. like they – they didn't look for it enough. And then when Purdue went on the 12 0 run, which was huge to cap off the first half, I feel like Indiana stopped going inside. They and do that. I don't understand. They're trying to do like mid range jumpers. Like Devontae Green took two mid mm-hmm. range jumpers outside the paint. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They kind of just went away they, from their game plan. They did that. I mean, they did that last year with Romeo. It's like we had the best player on the court, run your offense through them. This year, they've got arguably, you know, probably one of the better players on the court with Trace Jackson Davis. You know, he it's proven start of the game. You know, he he got Travion and he got Travion in foul trouble a little bit. I think he got fouled by might have been Boudreaux. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he, he at one point he he was the only one who was who was shooting foul shots for Indiana. Yeah, he got ten of their fourteen. Yeah, and they just which like, I was speaking of that stuff. <laughs> like yeah, because they went they went away from going inside. Yep. That's I, I would have like if oh, if you had, if you had said the number of free throws I you shot and like if you had said like over under I would have put it at like thirty four. <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah, I thought there's no way Purdue would shoot more free throws. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. I just don't get it how That's they do that. Uh, it's an Archie thing, a team thing, but they just went away from going inside, and it. I just. I don't get it. I. You know, they did that against Maryland a little bit, and it just. I. It baffles me. I. I don't think Archie Miller's a very good head coach. Um, I mean, he had success at Dayton, but I just. I mean, it's almost three years now. I just don't think he's a Big Ten caliber coach. But hey. That's just my opinion. And I thought Matt coached circles around him yet again. You can feel free to stick around for as long as he wants. Though. Sure. Sure. Let's get a GoFundMe page going for him. <laughs> Keep him around. Get the extension. But I thought, I mean, I thought everybody for Purdue played pretty good yesterday. Everybody that played scored at least five points. That's mm-hmm. it was so your, balanced. Your leading score was yeah. Hunter Jr. with 12. That yeah, that's balance. That's a definition mm-hmm. of balance. Um, I thought it was interesting. Somebody on the message board said this is Eric Hunter Jr.'s team now. What do you guys think about that? I think he's definitely stepped into that role. I mean, who, if it's not, who is it? I mean, no, no, Joe Bill and Matt's team. I, I think I, I know. I think offensively, not, yeah, but I feel, offensively, I feel like, it's Hunter. Yeah, I, that I, mean, I, I, I agree. Starting, with. starting with the Northwestern game, those la- that last play, the last minute. I don't know. I think I sent you guys. There was like an X, like a 
a tweet that was pretty cool that broke down like the movement and like the minute before they ran the same play and Hunter went in and hit like a mid-range jumper and then he comes off the screen and he reads it perfect and hits Sasha coming to the back on the top and and I think he's just been way more aggressive kind of since then mm-hmm. and I think the offense is running more through him and it's kind of taking that um, someone compared him to Kamar Baldwin which I could see a little bit from mm-hmm. Butler who's just he's going to get his shot and drive and he's just looking more and more comfortable and confident. So I think Purdue needs him on offense to do that just to, because you can't, they don't have, they're not as good a passing team, I guess, to get it down low and they need more spacing with, with Williams and harms to actually be able to operate in the paint. So he is providing that balance now last couple of weeks. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely huge. He came out and hit two threes to get Purdue going when it was seven to six. Um, oh, we, we were down five nothing. I was mm-hmm. getting a little worried there. But, I mean, it didn't feel like it was mm-hmm. you know, like previous road games where it was like, oh my god, like we're not gonna score forever. Um, but then he hit two threes, and that was that was huge. Yeah, I mean, he's been their most consistent player. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's his team, but he's definitely been the most consistent. He gets cool like ten points every time. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was twelve. Um, had a big steal on the layup, which was mm-hmm. nice to see him finish. He usually struggles, seems like, to finish in transition. Yeah, but, uh, he's a smaller guy. He's yeah, yeah, body yeah. A lot. <clears throat> he got them started. And then, like Andrew mentioned earlier, um, Isaiah, it seemed like a few times when um, Indiana would get on a run, Isaiah would stop him or Sasha would stop him or Wheeler would stop Sasha? him. I mean, I mean Sasha people were stepping up, shots. hitting threes. Those can be considered clutch threes. They don't have to be a end of a shot clock mm-hmm. or a legit buzzer beater to be considered clutch. I mean, those are clutch shots looking back at it. I mean, that since, first, yeah, go, go for it, Webby. I was going to say, ever since the Northwestern game, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's only been since the first road game since then, but Sasha looks so much more confident out there, mm-hmm. which hopefully that, you know, that shot kind of, you know, you know, broke a mental barrier there for him that he can, I mean, if, if he can hit, yeah, I'm not saying as a score, you know, 15, 18 points a game like he's done at home, but if he can hit, you know, two to three, Three's a game that can be a difference with you know whether or not we get blown out or you know have to make that you know heroic fifteen point comeback late in the second half. If you can do that, um, that'd be something huge that you know can, moving forward this team can do. Got a question here um, from Art Shuck. Uh, do you guys think Harms is a hundred percent healthy? Nope. Mm-mm. I would agree. I think he's definitely getting better. He's definitely getting better. Um, but I don't think so. I think it's. Um, I think something's gonna it's gonna last all year. It's gonna something he's got to play with. You know, maybe like a, yeah. You know, a, if there's like a week off between the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, you know, hoping we make it. You know, that could be something where it can get worked out. But I think it's just something he 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 looked more comfortable the last couple of games. But yeah, I thought yesterday was by far the best he looked in yeah. a while. Yeah, and maybe that's just I don't know. He loves that building. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I thought he played tremendous. I mean, he missed a yeah. few free throws, but he uh, rebounded well. He uh, affected some shots. And then uh, I will say, he, I hate his little like five foot shot. From oh, it's ugly. Where, it's never where, it's where, never. where he, he doesn't use the backboard. He just goes straight at the rim. Like, that's I because he made it once. And my girlfriend's like, why do you hate that shot? And I was like, because it's like you're right there by the backboard. Like, use it if you can because it can just go so wrong in so many ways. You that can close. tell when he's backing down when he's going to go up with one. It's usually off balance. It's not pretty. Yeah. Sometimes he makes it. And yeah. he made one of those. And then he made a, a and one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Role play, and then he made another like floater when I think IU had cut it. The yeah, that's what I was looking. I was trying to look because I remember I knew that the first like five minutes of the second half, IU kind of obviously coming out of that crowd was amped up after that halftime um, with Knight out there. So I knew that first five minutes was like okay, this 
this is going to be kind of could decide the game if Purdue's able to kind of keep them back. And uh, they did push it a little bit, but I don't remember. So I was trying to see like did Sasha? I think yeah, Sasha hit a three early, and, and then they found right, yeah right after half. I know Eric Hunter had one by Thunder. Mm-hmm. No gel. Was it no gel? Because no, no gel. gel made one right. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, right after, nice. after night was saying, play defense. Yeah. yeah. Play defense. Ten, ten seconds in, no gel layup. Yeah. yeah, it was a nice move, too. Yeah, and then Hunter uh, took one to the hole. So, uh, mm-hmm. But then that harm stretch where he got and one, and mm-hmm. I think he hit like a little like that little floater jumper next time down after IU had cut it to six. So that pushed it back out. Yeah, really. I thought um, – like I said, I thought everybody played good. I guess if you have to point somebody out for playing, like labeled as the worst game, it's probably Travian. Uh, Travian. But even then, like he, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had six point. He shot three for eleven. Yeah. But, yeah. but he, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he, he had a block, which doesn't really do. Yeah. I don't really see that much. Got very often. Yeah. Got got steal steal. around half court, showed off some quick hands there. It scared I, me to death when he was yeah. trying to pass <laughs> back to Sasha for a three. But, I yeah. um, I I kind of I felt like I lost. Trace Jackson Davis on the floor with his haircut. Like, he just, like, felt like he blended it. I couldn't tell, like, from the camera, like, for where I was, I was like, I couldn't tell which one yeah. was him. I don't watch he him enough. And then his hair. I was checking the the box score last night or this morning, and I saw he played, like, 34 minutes. Hey, he was yeah. with 16 Ooh, points, like, I don't, a lot I don't, of those I mean, were garbage time. Yeah. Oh, and remember. it was all free throws. I mean, he had eight free yeah. throws. And a late dunk. Um, yeah, who, so who was guarding him? It was a combination of a lot of guys. Yeah, like you had who, Trevion, you had did no gel. Yeah, did no gel get on him? Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, okay. no gel was usually on Green when Green was in the game because mm-hmm. he's Which, a guy who can go off. But yeah, he can go nuclear. Doesn't do quick. that too often really anymore. Yeah. He has. How much did he end up with? Oh, I think he was only three. Three. Okay. Three. One of seven. Yeah. <laughs> was it a, a three pointer? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Devontae Green special. If you want to beat IU uh, in Assembly Hall, you have to hope to get the bad Devontae Green, and they did. I just shut him down. You know, shut down Al Durham. You know, finish. Smith can go played off. okay. He usually plays good against Purdue. Smith does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked. I thought like, he looked fine. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. He's one of those guys that scared me just because he's because him playing the. I think he plays. The, he plays a three, and he's a big athletic three that I wasn't sure who was gonna yep. take him. When uh, when they were giving the ball down low to Joey Brunk, I, and I I, th- I don't know, I think he got it poked away from him and stolen a couple times, and I was like, yes, come on, Joey, keep giving it to Joey. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I think he was playing with the flu yesterday. I think he I think really? he was sick. It was reported he had some illness because it was a game time decision, but mm-hmm. I I don't I just think he's very not, good. No, he's good. Uh, he's very good in the non conference. Like sure. Ted Butler. In, in Indiana, but they don't play anybody in non con. Yeah. So, man, it's uh, you know we were talking. Evan and I were talking to Andrew the other night that uh, Purdue basketball playing at Assembly Hall is our least favorite sporting event. But man, it feels sweet after getting a win, it's and that's, that's four straight down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I guess yeah, I, don't know why I feel the bu- I fear the building still so much. I, I don't oh, understand yeah. why I do. It's not what it used to be. It honestly yeah. isn't. No, I mean going going to the game. I legit like in my head thought I I can very easily see a fifteen point blowout. Oh yeah, I was fully yep. I was with, fully prepared for like a twenty point loss and yeah. like turn the game off after like ten minutes and it's like <laughs> nope, I've got better. I don't need to get upset about this. I can do something else. But yeah, and we were all surprised, and that was that was a fun one. When when did you guys like uh, let your guard down? Well, I, it, it was like I, I, I think I told I told Isabella I was like, okay, when when there was like ten minutes left in the game, I'm like, if Purdue's up double digits with two minutes left, 
I will I will unmute the game. I think I think it was less than a minute before yeah. I was like, I, okay. I felt pretty good with like three and a half left. I think we were up eleven <laughs> to get the ball and, and we were taking time. I just it's the oh, way it was no. going. I, I I do not agree. Well, and then it was every time down, and then Purdue was getting fouled, and they're fouling like no gel or harms, and they'd make one and miss the other, and then I would go down real quick and then get fouled, and like, great. Like, they're going to like yeah. – Purdue's going to miss a couple free throws. I he's going to hit a couple threes, and like it's going to be like a four-point game. Yeah. Yep. guess we got to start being more confident, huh? I guess. Got another question from Art. Could no jail put himself in position for defensive player of the year if he shuts down Lamar? He's talking about Lamar Stevens on Penn State coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he has to be and defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think he's got to be up there. I mean, he always, I mean, was he preseason? I don't know if they do preseason like that. I know he's preseason, like first team Big Ten. I mean, and was defensive team. Yeah, yeah, preseason all defensive team. He's been a baller. And Lamar, he just had a big game. I oh, thought he I heard like he, he eclipsed two thousand career points for yeah he had thirty three I think yesterday or thirty four I was gonna say that was what I heard like career high yeah. like thir- I was I didn't remember how much it was I, I, I don't think of anyone else like Good. I mean I, I don't really yes it's hard to figure out who might be in contention with them but I mean he shut down a lot of teams you know best you know mm-hmm. better players for the most part unless they're just you know one of the bigs but yeah um, if he uh, if he plays well against Lamar and shuts him down I think he's got a as good as an argument as anybody else in the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else is? Who, I guess nothing. Who else would would it be? Mike Watkins is a good defender. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, is Oturu a, a good defender? He's a rebounder. He was a good I, rebounder. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't. He had sixteen I'm, rebounds against Penn State yesterday. No. I mean, no, he's oh, a great player. Thirty-two point sixteen rebounds. Okay, it's very hard for me to. Uh, Pay attention, like on defense, besides Purdue, like who's really good? Mm-hmm. Unless they, I mean, unless they stand out like Chris Kramer used to or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. It's uh, that's a good question. It's a good question, and uh, I mean, let's. Let, I mean, we can get into it. Penn State's going to be coming into town on big game, uh, which is weird to say. Saying that the game with Penn State is is a big one. Yeah, it's a six thirty Big Ten Network game on Tuesday. It's one that ESPN probably would like to have now, but mm-hmm. Penn State was not supposed to be this good. Um, they're gonna, I would think, move up in the rankings to probably the top twenty this week. So it's the only time Purdue sees them this year. Thank God they don't have to go to the Bryce Jordan Center, which is weird to say because nobody shows up for it. But Purdue, they, they packed it out their last game. Yeah, they're starting they sold to it out a little bit. I guess, um, which is good for the players and their coach with Chambers. But, yeah, Purdue all, Purdue seems to win a lot in the Bryce Jordan Center, but it's always a close nail-biter and usually yeah. overtime. Um, so I don't like playing there. But, uh, yeah, this Penn State team's tough. They went into East Lansing last week and won by double digits. Was it? No, nah, it didn't end up being double digits, did it? But they won pretty com- comfortably. Um, it's a good team. It's going to be a test. Do you guys think Purdue's hot shooting is going to continue from shooting sixty-five percent at Iowa and then fifty percent at Indiana? Like, yeah, I mean, is it some, the team kind of hitting some confidence and going to roll, keep rolling? They're hitting their stride a little bit, and, and and they should be confident at home. They shoot well in Acurina. Um Yeah, I I was worried. I was worried after after the one the home loss. I was worried that there was going to be some of that carryover because it had been they'd know just don't lose at home and then they do. And then if that was going to lose, going to make this see a little bit of a falter. I was glad that, that Iowa rebound game and now coming off of a very well-played game down in Bloomington that hopefully it's, 
How many games left? Six or seven left? I think keep it going. I think there is there's three road games left, and I think four home games. So, so. Mm-hmm. yeah, because next week they have Penn State at home on Tuesday and at Ohio State on Saturday, which Ohio State lost at Wisconsin today, pretty easily. Um, Ohio State's a tough team to figure out. A lot of talent, but they're up and down. And Wisconsin seems to yeah, they're tough to figure out too. It's it's yeah. like the Big Ten as a whole. I mean, uh, what I guess I'll look real quick uh, what the score is with the Northwestern. I just that's uh, tied. It's tied. 48 seconds left. Northwestern special. They were up 14 at Rutgers. And, uh, geez, wow. (laughs) Got a question here from Mitch Melton, owner of Shroff Landscaping Nurseries, who is the main sponsor of the Boiler Breakdown. Is Wheeler back, and how important is he from here on out? God, I hope he's back. (laughs) If he is, that'd be that'd be significant for Purdue and trying to move up. And like, I think what you said, Tanner, a couple of weeks ago and trying to keep that double buy streak in the big 10 tournament. Uh, I don't know. I, he looks, I mean, he, he's played hard. I mean, I think he is, I think he's going to keep, Oh, I think he just needed a few games like this. And what'd you say? Eight, eight for nine the last two games now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's, if been, he's he can, been playing hard. He's been rebounding. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. He had some, it's just his shooting has been, has been a, and it doesn't look bad, like nothing. Well, it's not like he ever on Saturday on that first mm-hmm. one he made. It was just like he stepped into it, and and it's so not far. like his misses were all like way off. No. Like he's like hitting the backboard or anything. Yeah, at least he's still most games, not all at Rutgers. I remember Matt didn't even play him in the second half. Most mm-hmm, games yeah. he's still been playing hard, doing the other things, you know, playing defense, rebounding. Um, and at least Matt hadn't given up on him. I feel like yeah. some coaches just would have given it up, given up, and then maybe the player potentially leaves. The next year, but uh, yeah, he's huge for this team. I mean, in in, in it's kind of like Boudreaux and Proctor. I mean, they, they've turned this team around the last couple of weeks with their play. So, just having, I mean, if he can seven eight points, just mm-hmm. like found mm-hmm. offense that he that hasn't been there, and that's kind of what like I think is what hurt Purdue for the last couple months was okay. He was expected. I mean, he played really well in the Big Ten last year. Was expected to be a big performer on offense i mean i think did he start was he starting yeah, to start the year started, yep, yep. Yep. for a long um, time yeah um if he can contribute anything on the offense seven eight points that takes your the team when purdue is struggling to hit 60 two months ago to now okay you're pushing 70 75 and mm-hmm. the offense just moves better and yeah, you track, win a lot more games when Purdue plays good defense and can score 65, 70 points. It tracks attention from the defense when he hits a couple. Mm-hmm. There was a play in the second half where the defense was, you know, um, shading towards Wheeler and it got Thompson open for a three. And then he, he nailed it. So I mean, it makes it makes the you know the the job for Trey and Matt that much easier. Yep. You know, if, if no one's if no one's hitting from the outside, they can just kind of pack it in. Mm-hmm. And it makes their job that much harder. And if we can just, you know, have that threat. And all is really it takes to just be have that threat and we have a world of difference. And and I thought the offense moved really well yesterday. And I think it was Eric Hunter after the game. Yep, I was gonna bring uh, it up. Said that they didn't run too many sets, it was just motion offense. I did that last couple games. Great yesterday. Yeah. They said that uh, you know, as uh, Painter said after the game too, because someone brought that up to him in the press conference, post game press conference that you know, a lot of these teams they can pick up on your indicator. You know, there's always an mm-hmm. indicator of you know what sets about ready to run, and when teams can pick up on that, they just sit there. They can just sit on it, is what he said. So having that you know constant motion, you know, they can't really rely on that that indicator or whatever. And 
you know, they actually have to sit there and defend. So that, uh, which I feel like that's what our, with our offense last couple of years, what was thrived on is just that motion offense and, you know, keep running, keep running until finally you get that open, either dump down low or that open shot from the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I also like Mal Harms post game comments. It's not going to make him any more like down in Bloomington, but uh, he, I mean, he was respectful for his answer. He didn't, you mm-hmm. know, he politely said it. Um, he pretty much said they're asking about the effect of Bob Knight and the environment and everything. He pretty much said, I care about the guy behind our bench. That's Gene Katie. That's who I care about. That's who I want in our locker room. And all that halftime stuff that doesn't have an effect on me. I knew we were going to come out here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like, all right. He's a boilermaker. I mean, yeah, I, know, I understand why a lot of other fan bases hate him, but uh, he should be a fan favorite of many. I I I had the game on mute. Was he getting heckled like he was last year? I'm no. sure. I mean, big time when he came in the game the first time, that was it. Yeah, no chance. They didn't know nothing. Okay. Really? I guess there was something thrown on the court at some point. But I read <laughs> like third game in a row. Happens. Um, he he but, even uh, said he. Uh, they asked him if he got heckled at all. He said nah. He said they were uh, appropriate fans and uh, you know were respectful and uh, just cheered on their own team this time. Said last last year was was a tougher environment than this year. Which I mean I, I get it. We we kept him out of it for most of the. Yeah. I mean once we took that lead, we didn't really. Twelve run was huge. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah Wheeler hit that three to start it, I think it was like four minutes left in the first half or something. Then Purdue was down three, and Wheeler hit a three to tie it. And I think I went to the bathroom and came back, and Purdue was up like six. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Yeah. I was pretty pumped that it was tied. Yep, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we 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 said the other night on the podcast, the first ten minutes were crucial, and Purdue passed mm-hmm. that test, and then just kept going. And mm-hmm. um, Quentin Boudreaux's dunk, awesome to seal it. Yes, staple it off. Especially the. End. the uh the video version, like the Purdue uh, videographer, they show it. And when he goes up and dunks, you to see all the empty seats. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I love Nick it. Vitale, Nick Vitale did make two comments about that towards the end of the game. And I, oh, I, yeah. And saying, that, you know, this isn't the Hoosier faithful leaving for the exits early. Come on now or something. I'm thinking, this isn't the Hoosier faithful that used to watch Bobby back in 2000 no, no. And, and pre 2000. I mean, this is a different program right now. Their fans like to think they're still, uh, you know, in the same era as those dusty banners. But uh, a lot of these kids, like all the kids playing on the court yesterday, none of them remember when Bob Knight was coaching. Barely any of them were alive when he was coaching. Yeah, yeah. what, 2000? Is that when he? Yeah, that was his last year. So, I mean, he'd have to be an older upperclassman to even be alive when he was mm-hmm. coaching Indiana. Most of them were and alive. He wouldn't remember it, even if they were alive were... when they were at Texas Tech. But... Yeah, but at him at Indiana, they weren't going to remember it. I mean, they may have been no. one or two. No, exactly. So, interesting. But any more thoughts on yesterday's game at all besides it just being glorious to watch? It's um, always I always feel better winning the first one, no matter where it is, just because at worst we like okay, worst case we're gonna split, which is totally ex- like fine. Just because you don't yeah. expect to win there. Now it's like okay, just getting swept is so much worse. Yep. And that was what I'm always afraid of. So if we if we lose this one, it's like crap. Like if Purdue does does lose did lose both. It's like well, now it's another year until then. Then we and then, but eh, we haven't had to worry about that for a few years or no, and, like five, six. And it's funny 10, a comment whatever. I'm getting a lot for the first time in many years as well. We have the bucket. <laughs> you know, you know, it matters who it is that says it to me. If I know they're a legit IU fan, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bucket. We're hopefully we can get back in November. But if if I know they like like Notre Dame and IU, I'm like, nah, you can't you can't say that to me. Come on now, mm-hmm. so. So, but it's funny. It's uh, I saw a post on IU's free board asking if they're a football school now. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Hey. Yeah, that was the uh, we were kind of talking about before the game. It's just crazy how 
you know, this is an important game for both for both teams. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a it would seem I don't know how true it is, but there seems like a, a you know a large section of the fan base for them that just don't care about the game. And it was just they were happy to see, you know. Yeah, but who likes to choke his players on the sideline. They have to celebrate the past like that because their present hasn't been that good Mm -mm. Um, since 2013. They they never celebrate the 0-2 runner-up team. I feel bad for that team. I mean, that team made the national championship game, and they never get recognized for anything. Yeah, either does that coach. No, wait, they they, no. I guess that I don't remember. I remember hearing them like having a 10-year reunion or 15-year reunion. No, yeah. but uh, yeah, but I mean, if they did like, and they did it like the second game of the season, like, would we yeah. hear about it? Because we don't That's watch; right. they're not watching yeah. IU against. You're right. Western Michigan or something. You're right, but I feel like we would have seen it on social media. Right. I don't follow that many IU accounts, so well, I, I I don't follow any IU accounts, but I follow some Indy Star accounts and some different things like that. Big so. Ten, and mm. I yeah. guess. That's just it was just crazy to see, which I don't know. I don't know. I I, I struggle with. I get the admiration for what Knight did on the court to, a, I, I should rephrase on the court. Cause some things happened on the court that weren't good, but and how he won, you know what, how he won. And the fact that he won three national championships is obviously is incredible. Um, but I just, there's, I just, there's a lot of people who just kind of, you know, because now he's old, it's like, Oh, we forgive him for what he did. It's like, I, he was a pretty terrible yeah. person. Oh yeah, if you watch a documentary, if you did any of those things nowadays, he'd be spending some time in jail. Yeah, he gets away from a lot of things. I, I get. It's just hard for me because sometimes you try and separate, you know, the coach from the person or whoever. But it's like, man, he did that. A lot. Some of that stuff is just pretty egregious, and mm-hmm. I, I, and I get. You know, I'm happy that some fans got some closure because we have a lot of, you know, we, we can finally stop hearing about it. I hope so. I think I, I don't think he comes back again. I think no, it was a one-time no, thing. Yeah. I mean, we have some friends who are IU fans who don't like Bob Knight, but, you know, their parents, you know, who grew up, you know, watching him, you know, win a lot of games who might have, may have to have that closure. But I don't know. I just feel like it's just, it's hard. You know, again, I'm completely biased, you know, liking the other, the other school, but I just find it hard to have that separation of, you know, what he did, you know, winning games compared to what he did, you know, outside of, you know, the 40 minutes of a game. It's just, I don't know. It's just hard for me. Like I know like my girlfriend, Hannah, she had, she doesn't care that he showed up. Yeah. I mean, Justin grew up an IU fan, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't get how some people are just head over heels for him when you knew what he did. Like I saw some people, you know, it's because he, he, he contributed three national championships right. out of five. That, that is it. That is the yeah. reason. I mean, That's all they the, care about. Kind of the poster child of, you know, how winning, really does help turn a blind eye and oh, absolutely we see now at <clears throat> Michigan state <clears throat> Penn state. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It baffles me. Yep. 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 We got a comment here from skip. His health is such might not be around or dementia. He might not remember. Yeah. We kind of hit on that earlier. Yeah, you know? I don't, and that's that's so, kind of why I think he doesn't come back. It's more yeah. so that it, that, 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 that much is sad. I mean, sad. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and it was neat to see 
at the Pacer game last night. Him and Gene mm-hmm. yep. recognized at halftime, and they even sat together at the game and everything. Yep. So that that was pretty neat. I was so so we went to the game and we saw oh, him. Come out. I, I okay. was looking. I was looking for him. I didn't. I knew that they were coming. I didn't see them. I was looking. I, I didn't. Think they were in that suite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't show him. On, I'm surprised they didn't show him on the jumbotron. Or if they did, I didn't oh. see it. I guess, but I didn't know you went to the game. That's cool. Yeah. Actually, I go see Etwan. Go <laughs> see Etwan. Yeah, the Pelicans won, right? Yes. Did Etwan play well? Uh, I think he had like five or seven. He, he played okay. Um, no, he might have been like the eighth guy off the bench, or was like third watching? guy off the bench. Sorry. Was but like watching Zion. He didn't play. Oh, that sucks. I was I was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Gotten we got we got invited by a couple friends to go, and I was like, sweet, go see Zion and Etwan. It'd be awesome. Like it was like right after we knew we. we there you go. We got we got talk. We talked about these tickets like two months ago, and then they said Zion's return like mid January. I'm like, perfect. I'll have like a few games. And then nope, he was gotta dressed. Love, gotta love the NBA. Yeah, what stuff seems a... to happen a lot of times. And Vic Oladipo didn't play either. Dang, was yeah. Lavar Ball there? That's a real question. Uh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody wants to watch a replay of the Purdue Indiana game, the game is on mm-hmm. according to Art. On a Big Ten basketball in sixty tomorrow, he already has a D, the DVR ready. So, those are fun to watch when uh, you want to go back and watch a game because there's, you know, very limited commercials and they shorten the game down and everything See, to sixty minutes. Oh my gosh, yeah, so you wouldn't have to hear Dick Vitale as no, much. Would yeah, like, as much? Would, can they reprogram it with uh like Rob Blackman and the Cliz on there? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, man, that was. That was one of the most difficult broadcasts to sit through, but hey, who cares? We got the win. So, yeah. <clears throat> so here's my question. So they'll say on like March 1st, is this going to be a game that we look at that was a turning point for both teams and that Purdue is their rise is – okay, so they've won three in a row and they catapult and IU's now four-game four game losing streak? I think yeah. Or is this the point where IU or Purdue goes – they kind of go up and going – do you think it was the Iowa game for Purdue? I think it was a Northwestern game. Yeah. For Purdue. Down 58-50 with if what, it, little time left. Mm-hmm. If it happens what we want to happen. I think it was a Northwestern game. And yep. then for them. I mean, they, they've. The Maryland game broke. Start of a yeah, run. Yeah. Game. They were, it was, I mean, same thing, you know, for Northwestern Purdue game, but just in reverse as they had the lead and kind of just lost it. At the six end. with a minute seven left, I believe. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So. Got another question here from Skip. Webby, you might be able to hit on this one. <laughs> How many recruits for us were at mm-hmm. the IU game, or do you think we get more in 2021-2022 prospects uh, behind the bench before season closes? I, I wonder if Skip's wondering if for when it's the return game in, at the end of the month. Oh, okay. Um, I know uh, target for both Purdue and IU, Trey Kaufman, supposedly he was at the game yes, uh, in Bloomington. Um, I think he just wanted to go to watch Purdue, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Purdue, uh, I mean, obviously, that, where he lives is, you know, as Brian Newbert for Golden Black has uh, referenced, might as well be the Bermuda Triangle for Purdue because it's kind of in that Indiana, Kentucky, oh, yeah. Louisville uh, kind of trifecta there for fandom. But he seems to really have taken a liking to Purdue, and he's been on campus quite a few times. And I mean, he's going to be a, a kid who's going to be. You know, sought after by a lot of you know big time programs, so it'll definitely be a tough get. But I think we're in a, a really good spot right now. Um, I don't know. It's, it's the Thursday night game in West Lafayette, so it's gonna be tough. We I just think. need Caleb first to come. He, he, Caleb first is probably <laughs> at the Iowa game. He only comes for Purdue to win by thirty. So 
I'd be but, okay if he's there. But outside the Michigan State game, every other game Purdue has, or for the most part, has been seven o'clock weeknight games. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. Virginia uh, and um, Osley, I know Harrison Ingram, you know, five-star player from Texas. He's coming for the Michigan Michigan game. game. That's a that's a Saturday game. That's the only yeah. Saturday game that day for the Big Ten. Yeah, so I mean, I I feel like hopefully, I think they'll be. There's some younger guys. I bet there'll be some younger guys. Probably a lot of local kit and local as in like you know indie, you know, sound. Maybe like a Blake Wesley. Can we get a can we get a Yanni Karloftis behind the bench? Yeah, Max Christie. Max Christie, come on down again. Yeah. I think you know maybe someone like a Blake Wesley who's you know looked at, is looking at both IU and Purdue right now um, from South Bend. He might that, you know, seems, that seems to happen a lot. Purdue will get somebody in that's also looking at the other team. Yeah, I mean when they play them, but I don't blame the kid. I mean it's a it's a chance to watch mm-hmm. a good basketball game. Hopefully, sure. No, it um, just it might be a coincidence. Yeah. It just seems to happen a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you'd hope a lot of you know kids can be there, but it's not like last year where the game was on a Saturday, so it's a you know yep. a chance for a lot of kids, especially out of state kids, to come and. Go, but I mean, it'll be interesting to keep an keep an eye on. Yeah. So, I <clears throat> uh, got another comment here from Skip. Seeing Butler, Virginia Tech, Texas, and Florida State close season seem they peak too early or the flip. Um, talk about one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about Butler. They looked. <laughs> they they looked like there. garbage today andrew is a butler grad for anybody who's watching or listening to this for the first time so he likes both butler and purdue so so that's why he's coming I from have, there I, I have not even kept tabs on any of the other teams that we've played like I've but i know uh, virginia doing. tech we played last year we didn't yeah. play this year it was vcu that we beat um they won friday night texas lost at home to texas tech yesterday they're right on the bubble mm-hmm. um florida state's actually been playing well yeah they, they have we're duke tomorrow beat. yeah which is going to be a big game. And Duke is coming off that crazy, crazy comeback finish against North Carolina. Um, how, how cool was that? So that was one-point game as well, right? That was one point this year? Two. Two points? Two-point overtime. Two-point overtime. That was how crazy was it that that was the 101st meeting. Yeah. The record was 50 to 50, mm-hmm. and they had exactly the same yeah. points. Yeah, That's awesome. That's right I'm terrible at predicting games. I, I predicted IU was going by like 15 yesterday. I thought Duke was going to blow the doors off of North Carolina yesterday. I picked Carolina before the game. Yesterday. Really? Yeah. Did you, I did you put any money on it, Tanner? No, I forgot no, no. was back. I just, for whatever reason, just completely spaced that. So They haven't won a game since he's returned. They're 0-3 oh, or 0-4 oh, since he's that. returned. They're just not good this year. Yeah. And they got tons of talent, and it doesn't make sense. But um, you guys want to predict some Big Ten games for the week? Yes, sir. Uh, Rutgers is up 75 73 in overtime with 37 seconds left. By the way, uh, we'll keep you updated on overtime. But uh, Tuesday, the first game, of course, we've already talked about a little bit. Uh, currently ranked number 22 is Penn State at Purdue, 630 game. Uh, Penn State is four and three on the road, they've won six straight games, and Purdue is 10 and two at homes, won three straight games. I wonder what the line's going to be on this game. Purdue by, I mean, we were favored against Iowa by yeah. four, four matchup, and a matchup predictor has a, a 71.1% advantage. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like, the Boilers. I think yeah, I think Purdue I, back I at home. Yeah. I feel. That's what scares me. I think me. it'll be a good game. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm still. I think I'm still that like, oh, it's Penn State. Like, yeah, they're ranked, but still, it's Penn State. <laughs> they get they gave Purdue a heck of a matchup. Immaculate. They were winning for a majority of the game last year. So yeah, I think it's. I think it's gonna be a. Mm-hmm. I hope for another thirty point blowout. Oh, it's gonna be like eleven. Besides our uh, double overtime Minnesota win, the next close in closest margin for victory in Mackey is against Northwestern, fifty-eight forty-four mm-hmm. back in December. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, other games on Tuesday, we've got Nebraska at number nine, Maryland, who is in sole first place in the Big Ten. And I still don't believe in what's the crazy thing. Yeah, they're going to win. Easily. I don't think Turgeon's a very good coach, but I think they wax Nebraska. Oh, home. yeah. Yeah, easily. You agree, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's, yeah. Then what, yeah like this one, the next 15. one's intriguing. This next one's intriguing because both teams need it. You got number 16, Michigan State, coming off three straight losses. Yep, they lost at, uh, at Wisconsin, at home against Penn State, then at Michigan. And you got number 20, Illinois, coming off a home loss to Maryland, which they were up 14 points at one half in the first half, only to be down two at halftime. Um, big game for both these teams. and um, In Illinois. In Illinois, Michigan State won the first matchup in East Lansing. I'm going with the Spartans. I'm picking really? Illinois. Uh, or uh, ESPN app has Michigan State with a 59.2%. I just can't see them losing four straight Big Ten games. I don't know if it's ever happened under Enzo. I thought the same thing when they were going to Michigan, but so I'm going to pick Illinois. All right. I, 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 I want to see this Big Ten race. Game. I hope you guys are right, even though. I don't really like Illinois either, yeah, but Michigan State loses. They'll, they'll tie us in losses. Yeah, in the Big Ten, and we got the tiebreaker. Nuts over them. So maybe do we want Illinois to lose just for the sake of record? But then Maryland <laughs> has a two-game lead over. No, because yeah, you're talking know. about seedings. No, I don't. Yeah, I think Illinois. It's too early to talk about Big Ten tournaments. Is it though? I mean, how many games left? I know, speaking, but that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of headache. And speaking of though, like when was when was the last time Michigan State didn't have a double bye? And right now they're in fifth. Well, they're Purdue's fifth. the only team to have the double bye every year since it started. So there was one year Michigan State didn't. Oh, really? I don't know, but. I would have thought that they've always been top like mm-hmm. four. Yeah. I think they were five one year. I don't know what year. I don't okay. know. Never mind. And Tanner could be wrong, but I'm I'm acting confident. So I'm <laughs> So, um. Let's see here. Wednesday night, we have Rutgers at Ohio State. Rutgers just beat Northwestern, by the yep, way. Yep, 77-73. Yep. What Ohio a choke State. job for Northwestern. Man, they've yeah. done that ton this year. I think Ohio State takes it. Rutgers. Geo Baker's back. And no, go Rutgers. Okay. I'm going to go Rutgers as well. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe – uh, Soften Ohio State up a little bit for Saturday. In <laughs> Michigan at Northwestern Wednesday night. It's weird. In Evanston. Yes. I think Michigan. I think Michigan too. Rivers is back. He changes that team around a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well. And then Thursday night, uh, Iowa at Indiana. Only game in the Big Ten that day. Yep. Man. I, I hope Iowa has. Oh, man. I would. I think IU's gonna. I think IU has a bounce back game, but if they if they drop this one, I think they're in a free fall. I mean, for the rest of their season. ESPN has them as IU at a fifty one and a half percent for the matchup indicator. I don't. Hey man, I pick, I'm picking IU, but I don't know. They're not gonna be able to stop guards. I don't think nobody can. 
unless you I mean, yeah, like Purdue didn't stop. How, how can you stop the other guy? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm gonna pick Iowa. I will in a close one. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought Iowa came out ready to play against Nebraska. They played hard. I'm sure practices weren't fun all weekend. <laughs> and if Indiana didn't come out ready to play or play hard Thursday mm-hmm. night after losing four straight, losing to your rival on such a big <clears throat> historic day for that program, then yeah, that's that's real bad looking forward for them. Yeah. So then Saturday, uh Purdue at Ohio State. That's the f- big uh big Fox noon game. Ugh. Ohio State is eleven and two at home, Purdue's three and six on the road. ESPN app gives Ohio State a 64.9% on the matchup indicator. This isn't, yeah, this is a place Purdue's historically struggled at, but they've won two mm-hmm. straight in Value City. Discount Furniture Arena. Mm-hmm. I hate that place. I've been there once, and it's it's a nice state arena. I mean, but it's like a pro arena. And it's, it's an NBA arena. Right? The atmosphere yeah. wasn't very good, and they were ranked number one in the country. We were number 10 back in 2011. You got waxed. Oh, I wanted to leave at halftime, and I couldn't because I rode in the pink crew bus. Yeah, it was awful. D. Blur and Buford were just nailing everything, Kraft and Solinger and Light. Oh, that team was good. That team was Final Four team. I'm going producing. Producing going to get on a little roll. Yep, say Purdue's on a roll. Keep it rolling. Chris Holtman's going to go home crying. Yeah, I, for, I keep forgetting. Yeah, the Butler connection there. Um, yeah, sure. I'll pick the Boilers too. Why not? Last week I felt terrible going into both games. Now I'm feeling great. So. Oh God! Now we're gonna lose both games. <laughs> oh, God. oh Lord, blame it all on me. Just not have me back on the podcast. You guys can just take over. <laughs> uh, other games. There's five of them on Saturday. Northwestern at Penn State. Penn State, big. Yeah, yeah I agree. Large. Wisconsin at Nebraska. I, I don't want to pick Wisconsin, but I, I don't know. Actually, no, no. This is not in the uh, – Nebraska. I do, it, Wisconsin. Uh, do, we, do I care about that game? No. I no, guess I, I'm rooting for Nebraska. I don't care at all. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins. I don't think Nebraska is very good at no. all. Illinois at Rutgers. Illinois beat them in a very ugly game the first time they played this year. I think Rutgers. I think Rutgers. I think at, has, has Rutgers lost at home this year? No. Nope. They, should, they no. probably should have Brad. today. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a big week for Illinois. Michigan State at home and at Rutgers. I, I, bet, be, I bet a lot of their fans would take a split right now. Man, uh, they could free fall on right now. Yeah, if they lose these two, wow. Then yeah. the following week they go to Penn State. Interesting to hear what your co-host says on your podcast tomorrow, Tan. I doubt he's going to want to talk about them, but <laughs> he's going to. He's got to fill up an hour. So, um, I'm taking Rutgers as well. Yeah, I have Illinois going on two this week. This is a big week for Michigan State, too. Good and Lord. Then, yeah, and then the Saturday night, 6 o'clock games, Maryland at Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State goes to Illinois and at home against Maryland, who's the leader in the Big Ten. I think Michigan State gets one, gets this one. Yeah, I think at home, Saturday night, they'll be ready to play. Yeah, yeah. If, if they can get both at Illinois and uh, Michigan or in Maryland at home, those are two pretty big wins. Maybe that gets them going again, unfortunately. But I, I do I agree with you guys. I think they get it, get it done at home. And then Sunday, two games, Indiana at Michigan. I got Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, I, yeah, I, sure. I just Indiana, don't see it right now. Yeah, Indiana, kind of like Purdue, you know, they haven't proven that they can win on the road aside from they won at Nebraska, you know, something Purdue can do. Um, but they haven't had, you know, that against, you know, a quality 
you know, good quality team, you know, in the upper, you know, mid tier to upper big 10, which obviously Michigan is not one of those teams. So I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Um, I'm going to take Michigan to wrap that one up. I want Michigan just because I want IU to go on another like nine game losing streak like they did last year. I don't want Archie to get fired prematurely. That's but we talked about it with the timing I, of the AD. I don't think they can. They're not going to have know. an AD. You never know. I mean, yeah, they got some. Ritual. I mean, Morgan Burke probably could have fired Daryl Hazel, but is, you want you want the new guy coming in to be able to fire and hire whoever he wants because if he if Glass fires him. He's gonna have to hire a new guy unless he they just are without a coach for a little bit. And that hurts her with recruiting. Yeah, they're gonna they yeah, you can't. I don't know. Do they have an AD? Like have they hired anybody? I have no idea. Not yet. Um there's a guy, I think Temple's AD used to play out Indiana and he's a lead candidate, but no, they don't they have not yeah. announced anybody yet. So. and then Iowa at Minnesota someday. It's also at the same time as the Indiana Michigan game. I'm gonna pick Minnesota. Don't know why um, I didn't do it. Just to shake things up. I do like Daniel Toro. Like oh, Toro and Carr are studs, but besides yeah, like that, Carr. they have Callis Shard can hit once in a while. Besides that, they don't have any. Um, I don't, and I hate, I hate little Patino. I just don't like him. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big Fran fan, though. Not a big fan. I don't know. Is there? I feel like I hate every coach. Actually, I don't. I'm not even stop saying that because I feel like I don't know. If there's a coach I do like in the Big Ten, yeah. football or basketball, besides Brown and Painter. Brown was at Assembly Hall yesterday. Him and Brady. Which I think they've made that trip every year. They went to the Pacer like. game too. He was at, I saw him at the Pacer game. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, yeah, they were sitting courtside. Yeah, right next to Lance Stevenson on the. You gotta love how they support all the rest of the Purdue sports and and the Purdue sports. So, is, it's like a family yeah. right now. It's a pretty mm-hmm. cool the culture overall with Shondell, Painter, Brom. Um, versus I didn't. I didn't realize that. Not talk about women's basketball right now. No, no. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you didn't bring that up. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I just realized it. I think right as we like started the podcast, there was a football like high school combine. Like, I think it was an indie Saturday Sunday. So I'm wondering if that's why they were there at the Pacer game because they were down there recruiting, like doing stuff. I'm like, yeah, there it is. I was like, he had a Purdue jacket on. Like they both had Purdue stuff, and they were sitting with somebody he had a Purdue jacket on. And like, he should be out recruiting. Well, right. or you know, just more. Um, you know, Gene got honored, so maybe it was mm-hmm. any of that or something. So, but. Um, I'm gonna take Minnesota as well. At home, I, I I don't know. I like them at home. So, yep. Yep, it should be a fun week of Big Ten games. This conference race is wild. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes week to week. I mean, Purdue's right back. I'm not saying the mix to win it, but they're in the mix at least for that double buy potentially. So, I mean, yeah, what do you think? Back. What do you think is going to take to win the Big Ten this year? What's the <laughs> record? Currently, Maryland is nine and three. Yeah, you can't lose any more games. Two teams with four losses, three teams with five. So, yeah, fifth place right now. Sixth place, eight and five. I think five losses can get you. I was going to say, I think five wins it. I think five can win it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's or at least crazy. co-win it, or at least get you Well, because four or four, I think you win pretty comfortably. <clears throat> yeah. You win by two games. Oh, yeah. You lost three last year and got second. Yeah, it's just weird year to year. I mean, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, Maryland – Maryland has three losses. They still have to play Michigan State twice. We were at, big, at we Minnesota. Ten champs last year. At right? Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said we got second. We were co-big ten champs last year. Two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. When the high, when um, I know we won last year. Michigan State won it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any other uh, 
Closing thoughts. Well, we do have one question here I want to answer from Art again. We appreciate everybody's comments and questions yeah. tonight. They've been great. It's always fun when we can interact with you guys. Uh, Art wants to know who, in our opinion, is the toughest game we have left. At I think Iowa. it's at Iowa. Yeah, at Iowa. That or Tuesday. Yeah. I think, I think those two games. Tuesday, home against home against Penn State. Just because Lamar Stevens, you got. But they got no gel. I think no gel right there. Big Ten defensive player, no gel. He's going to shut him down you, after that. You never know. Watkins is a hell of a rebound. I remember. Yeah, that I, yeah, that's what he's yeah. a hell of a rebounder, which is kind of what we've you know that's how we kind of can we've lost games is he's getting out rebounded. Um, but yeah, I would say home against Penn State or at Iowa. I think it's at Iowa, but another one that kind of worries me a little bit is Michigan at home. Um, I know we took yeah. them to double overtime, but they got shooters that make me nervous. Mm-hmm. They're just SD, always they're just Wagner, Livers is back. They're Simpsons just a mismatch historically. Well Purdue, so mm-hmm. but I mean Not every, every game's gonna be tough. Let's be honest, every game's gonna be tough. But also I don't know if there's a game, maybe the Iowa one that I point at and say automatic loss. So yeah. I don't even you know, the other two road games are at Value City and against Ohio State and at the Cole Center against Wisconsin. I mean, those are both winnable. Yeah. I mean, I mean they just played in an extremely hard environment for that team yesterday. I mean, when Purdue goes into Simley Hall, it's a little different than any other team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came out victorious. Beautiful. Largest what was the largest victory in Assembly Hall since like 77, something like that? Yeah, and since the start of 2017 season, we've won in Assembly Hall four times and only lost in Mackey Arena overall three times. Yep. Hell yeah. Pretty impressive. Keep it going. So I feel a lot better now than I did a, did a week ago. We got one more question here. Steve Dotson, does IU make the dance? I think they're kind of, I think Purdue and IU kind of flipped their positions uh, going into yesterday. I think IU was, you know, in Purdue was kind of one of those like probably first four out type thing. I think now they've kind of flipped where IU's kind of on the outside looking in and Purdue was maybe in that first four in, or la- sorry, last four in conversation. Um I think if we win on Tuesday, it kind of we get more secure in there. Um, we so. are third, tied for third in country in quad one victories. Really, mm-hmm. sweet. Um, I think it's one of those. I think if we can get one more road win, uh, like an at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, I like our chances of feeling more secure. We still take care of your home game. Yeah, you can't lose a home game. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they've got a tough schedule. I mean, they, they mentioned yeah. that in the uh, uh, Maryland game that they had the toughest schedule in the country moving forward. And yeah, I'm gonna say know. no. I'm gonna say IU does. I would say is right now no. Just based on their play the last few games and their remaining schedule, I'd say no. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I mean, they've got plenty of opportunities to get good wins and get in, but as of right now, I'd say no. What a what a polar opposite week they've had versus oh, Purdue. I mean, Purdue huge win at home against number. 17 Iowa and then big win on the road and IU just four game losing streak. Yep. You know. Yep. Going different directions. Yeah, yeah. Now they got yeah. Iowa and at Michigan, another big week for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as Webby said, you hate to see it. So <laughs> all right, guys, uh, any other last closing comments? It always feels good to win down there. It does. It never gets old. Does we didn't have that signature dunk. Or anything, no, but we'll call, didn't need it. we'll call that. I mean, that's yeah, Boudreaux. We'll, we'll, yeah, enough. Boudreaux. We'll Nailed the cuff. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. So, 
All right. Well, that's the boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes. Boiler up. <laughs> <laughs>